Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I am happy that you found me, but friends, more importantly, I'm thrilled that you have found Jesus. Friends, there's power in the name of Jesus. And as we journey together, we'll be unleashing discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter Jesus to transform. Hopefully, you'll be able to join me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, friends, we'll delve into my mailbag answering questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, friends, let us enter into God's presence now as I speak a blessing over your life. And this comes from Moses's brother, who was a priest. His name was Aaron, and he gave us this benediction. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen. And the journey of life can be challenging at best. And today, I want to encourage you with scripture that promises us the love and protection of the one who gave it all for us. Of course, I'm talking about none other than Jesus. And immediately, we begin our journey in the book of Isaiah. God recognizes all believers as his chosen ones, and we all have the responsibility to show him to the world. Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10 tells us, Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my victorious right hand. Look at all the promises that are encompassed within this one verse. First, let's break it out. God is with us. God has established a relationship with us. God gives us the assurance of his strength, help, and victory over sin and death. God is not a temporary retreat for his people. He is an eternal refuge. He provides strength for us in any circumstance. Psalm chapter 46 verse 1 and 2 puts it this way. God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. So we will not fear, even if earthquakes come and the mountains crumble into the sea. You know, many well-meaning people are haunted by thoughts of fear of mountains or cities suddenly crumbling into the sea as the result of an earthquake or a nuclear blast. But the psalmist says that even if the world ends, we need not fear. In the face of utter destruction, we can have a quiet confidence in God's ability to save us. While it may seem nearly impossible to consider the end of the world without being consumed by fear, the Bible is clear. God is our refuge. Even in the midst of total destruction, He's not a temporary retreat. God is very much like a river that flows through cities, sustaining life, making agriculture possible, and facilitating trade with other cities. As long as God lived among the people, the city was invincible. But when people abandoned God, He no longer protects them. 
And what I love about God is that He alone can overcome even the most difficult odds. Like the Israelites, we all have times when we face overwhelming opposition, whether it's at school, at work, or even within our very own homes. We can feel outnumbered and helpless, but God bolstered the Israelites' confidence, and He can bolster ours too by reminding us that He was always with them, and He's always with us. We've already been saved from the potential danger. In Deuteronomy chapter 20 verse 1 puts it this way, when you go out to fight your enemies and you face horses and chariots, an army greater than your own, do not be afraid. The Lord your God who brought you safely out of Egypt is with you. David wrote a song to God. He wrote this after the Lord had rescued him from all of his enemies and from Saul. We find it in 2 Samuel chapter 22, verses 3 and 4. David wrote, My God is my rock in whom I find protection. He is my shield, the strength of my salvation and my stronghold, my high tower. My Savior, the one who saves me from violence, I will call on the Lord who is worthy of praise, for he saves me from my enemies. David was a skilled musician who played the harp for Saul. He instituted the music programs in the temple and wrote more of the book of Psalms than anyone else. And writing a song like this was not unusual for David. This was considered a royal hymn. David said that the Lord is my rock, fortress, savior, protection, shield, strength of salvation, stronghold, high tower, and light. His song names characteristics of God as saving, worthy of praise, hearing, angry against enemies, rescuing, rewarding, seeing, faithful, showing by revealing himself, shrewd, powerful, strong, perfect, pure, flawless, shielding us from enemies, giving, gentle, preserving, and living. These are all truths about our God too. Psalm chapter 121 verses 7 and 8 promises us that the Lord keeps us from all evil and preserves our life. The Lord keeps watch over us as we come and go both now and forever. And as God's children, we've been given authority over the power of the enemy. Listen to what Luke chapter 10 verses 19 and 20 declare. And I've given you authority over all the power of the enemy, and you can walk among snakes and scorpions and crush them. Nothing will injure you. But don't rejoice just because evil spirits obey you. Rejoice because your names are registered as citizens of heaven. The 72 messengers sent out in pairs of two returned, and they were ecstatic, Filled with joy, exclaiming, Lord, even the demons obey us when we use your name. You see, these disciples had seen tremendous results as they were ministering in Jesus' name and with his authority. 
They were elated by many victories they had seen, and Jesus shared in their enthusiasm and was also encouraged. He would help them to all prioritize what was really the most important thing of all. He would remind them of their citizenship in heaven. They already had their names registered within the Lamb's Book of Life. This was a prestigious honor, one that could not be taken away, nor could it be earned. It cost the disciples, you and me, nothing, but it cost Jesus everything, including his life. While we see wonders working in and through us, we must never lose sight of the greatest miracle of all, our heavenly citizenship. As we've talked about, when we do need help because the enemy is constantly bombarding us, we need to go directly to God. He is where our real help comes from. When a situation seems out of control, we can trust God to do mighty things in his time. We can recite Psalm chapter 60 verses 11 and 12, turning that into prayer. Oh, please help us against our enemies, for all human help is useless. With God's help, we will do mighty things, for he will trample down our foes. Amen. Friends, be encouraged. Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 and 16, Paul gives us an athletic example when he said this, And let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body, you're all called to live in peace and always be thankful. Let the words of Christ in all their richness live in your hearts and make you wise. Use his words to teach and counsel each other. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. Living at peace with one another does not equate to all problems suddenly disappearing. It takes an effort to live in peace and doing so on purpose. We make a decision to love, which is an action for the greater good, and we meet others' needs. It means not repaying evil for evil. When someone is continuing to lie about you and slander your reputation, we must remember it's not about us. It's in their character and defects within their own psyche. They've yet to move beyond the ego of the world. We do not need to announce to the world what the truth of the matter is. It always comes out in the end. We can have peace and rest in knowing that God is for us. And Paul suggests that we allow peace to be the umpire of our heart. It's within our hearts that our deepest desires and feelings clash. It's experienced as our fears and hopes, distrust and trust, and even jealousy and love. How can we live in this constant tension and still be a child of God? Well, Paul's advice is to make a decision to live between these conflicting elements by using the rule of peace. So where does the thankful part fit in? Always. Yes, always be thankful, no matter what cards were dealt. I'm practicing this advice now. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 7, Paul provides us with more teachings on the subject of peace. He says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. If you do this, you'll experience God's peace, peace, which is far more wonderful than the human mind can understand. 
His peace guards our hearts and minds as we live in Christ Jesus. It seems like an impossible assignment to never worry about anything. Paul's advice is to turn worry into prayer. Be content with all things. Our secret has to be to draw upon the strength of God for our power. True peace is not like the world gives us. It's not positive thinking or feeling good. It comes from knowing God is in full control. Today, allow me to remind you about what God did for Moses and the Israelites. We learn in Exodus chapter 14, verse 21, Then Moses raised his hand over the sea, and the Lord opened up a path through the water with a strong east wind. The wind blew all that night, turning the seabed into dry land. There was no apparent way of escape, but the Lord opened up a dry path through the sea. Sometimes we find ourselves caught in a problem and see no way out. But don't panic. God can open up a way. The book of Romans talks about personal responsibility. Within chapter 12, Paul moves us from theological discussions into the practical reality of life. Paul gives us guidelines for living as a redeemed people in a fallen world. The word... Excuse me. The word tells us to give ourselves to Christ as living sacrifices, meaning daily we are to lay aside our own desires to follow him, putting all our energy and resources at his disposal and trusting him to guide us. Paul goes on to tell us to obey the government, love our neighbors, and to take special care of those who are weak in the faith. This section of Romans offers us instruction for living out our faith daily. God wants obedience from our hearts more than gifts of sacrifice to Him. It's easy to copy the ways of the world fitting in, but that's not God's way. His way allows the Holy Spirit to transform us from the inside out. He changes the way we think. Let me give you an example. I'm a kind person by nature. Growing up, I would say, I'm sorry first, always an effort to make peace among any discord. It was even repeated to me by someone close that a relative had shared, the problem with Pam is that she's just too nice. I was really hurt by that statement, but now I realize that kindness is a gift from God, that the enemy of the world actively attempts to steal away. Think of John chapter 10, verse 10. We talk about it often. The thief's purpose is to steal and to kill and to destroy. Well, in Romans chapter 12, verse 8, we're shown if your gift is to encourage others, do it. If you have money, share it generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. The Holy Spirit has shown me to protect my gift of kindness and not to throw it out among the swine. This ensures that the thief does not steal it through the unkind actions, words, attitudes, and statements of others. And scripture teaches, be glad for all God is planning for us. Be patient in times of trouble and always be prayerful. And I love where Paul tells us that if people persecute us for being a Christian, don't curse them. Pray Pray that God will bless them. Romans chapter 12 verses 17 and 18 puts it this way. Never pay back evil 
for evil to anyone. Do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honorable. Do your part to live in peace with everyone as much as possible. Furthermore, Paul instructs us in verse 19 to never avenge ourselves. Leave that to God. The word says, I will take vengeance. I will repay those who deserve it, says the Lord. Romans chapter 12, verse 21. Don't let evil get the best of you, but conquer evil by doing good. And this verse ties all Christian living together. As believers, we always find a way to forgive others. It's not because they deserve it, but we do. We love ourselves enough to forgive them. And 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 and 8 instructs us that love comes from God. Anyone who loves is born of God, but anyone who does not love does not know God, for God is love. Now you too can see that being kind, forgiving, and loving are all characteristics of our superpower. God alone places us into our hearts and wants us to share these gifts with the world. So Father, today I pray as we come into your presence, we come with joy and gratitude for all you've done and continue to do within our lives. We are thankful for who you are and we are thankful for remembering whose we are. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Friends, today, if you want to become a child of God and spend eternity in heaven, not elsewhere, then I invite you to pray this prayer of invitation to our Lord Jesus Christ. Repeat after me. Father God, I repent and am turning away from my sins. Come into my heart. Jesus' shed blood washed clean all who believe he took on the sins of humanity at the cross of Calvary. Amen. Friends, if you prayed that prayer salvation, I believe you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And consider growing in a good Bible-based church surrounding yourself with other believers. Now, let me be the first person to congratulate you on making the most important decision of your lifetime. Congratulations, and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. A special children's podcast will air on Wednesdays, so tune in along with your children for your favorite Bible stories that you grew up with. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus's unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, spiritual warfare, how to be joyful, and what love in action looks like, trust, and many more. I invite you and your friends to come alongside me as we embark on a podcast of adventure and exploration of life together. So consider joining me. And if you like this podcast, make sure to hit like and subscribe so you'll get the latest episodes as they become available. And you can also check out my YouTube channel as well under the grace and peace of God love wins. And much of today's podcast referenced my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring or compelling, you can pick up a copy from my website at pampastorcopywriting.com or Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. 
And importantly, if you're unable to afford a copy, write to me and I'll find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. It is full of God's word. So until next time, remember you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus Christ forever. And the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless you.